Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. For another week of the Working Fans Podcast, this is AJ, I'm the former wrestler, we've got Dave the Ultimate Fan here with us, as we do every week, our producer Joe may, likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod, we've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast, and for any ideas that you might have, that's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms, including anchor.fm, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, it divides the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Comedy Cast, because it's our debut comedy episode. And it's the man they call Dave talking to you. We got producer Joe. We got AJ Strainsbrew. We got a full house. And we're going to be doing a little segment today like we normally do on the Working Fans Podcast called our 531, where we take a top five sub. Subject and we uh, dwindle it down to three and then a one. But we're going to be doing it today on stand-up comedians. My boy producer Joe, I think, wants to kick something off here for us. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good, just fresh out of the holidays. And I've been reading this book called The Comedians, Drunks, Thieves, Scoundrels, and the History of American Comedy by Cliff Nestero. Doesn't sound and much I, different than pro wrestlers. Go ahead. <laughs> and I came across this interesting little bit this morning about how the term stand-up comedian came to be. Now, this quote from the book says, The mob essentially created the term stand-up comic, according to 86-year-old comedian Dick Curtis. Now, he says, The outfit used to manage fighters. A stand-up fighter is a guy that is a puncher. Mm. A stand-up guy was a guy who was tough and you could depend on. The outfit managed fighters and they managed clubs that booked comics. So the term found its way into the lexicon of nightclubs. Therefore, a guy who just stood there and punched jokes, joke, 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 he was a stand-up comic. Mm. And I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit because way back when comedy had originated in the vaudeville circuit, vaudeville kind of turned into radio and then radio started giving way to nightclubs. And that's about where I'm at in the book. And that's where this little excerpt came from. Well, I can tell you this. I don't know Dick, <laughs> but that seems reasonable. <laughs> One would disagree about that. But anyway, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> I, I think you guys would really get a kick out of this book. It's a very interesting look at the way comedy progressed. And there's some great comics of that day that I'd like to shout out. Notably, my personal favorites, Jack Betty and Fred Allen, who I don't think is necessarily going to come up on anybody's lists because they were more radio comedians. But... I get a kick out of them. AJ just added him on the list. Um, Fred, 
Fred Allen actually passed away early on. He was a regular on a lot of the shows, like Whose Line Is It Anyways? He would show up on Milton Burley. He actually had a running feud with Jack Benny, where the two of them pretended to hate each other throughout their careers, similar to what George Burns and Jack Benny would do. I am a radio person. I absolutely love early radio and early TV. And all, both of those guys that you mentioned, absolutely genius. Yeah, so you're a fan of that early Jack Benny show, Burns and Allen. Burns and Allen were absolutely amazing. George Burns and Gracie Allen. Gracie Allen would play the dumb blonde to his straight man. And they really brought the comedian team into fruition in that time period, along with, obviously, Martin and Lewis. AJ dropping some knowledge. 100%. And Jack Benny was a comic who almost got his laughs out of not necessarily being the funny guy. All the chaos would happen around him, and through those various guest stars, that's where the comedy would come from, and he would have almost a reaction to it. Well, Jack Benny was very reactionary, and he would make a whole audience laugh. I'm not going to do the motion because nobody can see me, but he would actually bring his hand to his mouth and feign a look of, I can't believe that just happened. And that would bring the whole audience to laughter. Dave, who's your favorite early 50s radio comic? Oh, God. Maybe mid-40s. Henny Youngman, I think, is right up there. Got to include old Henny. He was actually, I would put him more late vaudeville, early club comic. He was your Catskill comedian. He was your classic Catskill comedian going up and doing the board circuit up there where they would entertain and he was very good at the simple lines. The one he's known for is, take my wife, please. A lot yeah, of great stand-ups from the Catskills. Green was another one. Oh, yeah. A lot of those comics, I mean, you might only hear them referenced from comics nowadays talking about the guys before then. Yeah, and- M- Milton Berle is along the more along the lines of, like, your Bob Hope in that time period where they would... Bob Hope, if you go down to the National Archives down in Washington, D.C., they actually have his joke books there. He has books with over 5,000 jokes that he wrote in his lifetime. About 10% of them are funny, but still, they've got about 5,000 jokes that he wrote in his lifetime. Milton Berle, that's the guy on the Monopoly board, right? That's the, that's the rich guy with the hat. Yes, Milton Bradley, yes. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I knew that, Milton, motherfucker. Milton Berle was your original um, Carlos Mancia. What Over. he was known for was not never liking a joke he couldn't steal. Uh, to be fair, a lot of those early comics, it was it's almost a different era than it was today. They almost all operated off of the same old street jokes. Yeah. And it was less your ability to create and more your ability to recite the known jokes of the day. Mm. Well a joke a joke back then was more of a almost like a wrestling hold. You take the joke and then you put your twist on it, add your personality to it, maybe change it up a little bit, and then use it for the crowd that you're in front of. So it was almost like passing on a finishing hold like we do it today in wrestling. And AJ, I bet you can share with our audience that that is less the attitude amongst comics today. And I would say that leads to what I understand. I'm not deep in knowledge of it. But that's what leads to more arguments nowadays is the similarities in jokes. The difference today is with the computer age and with the ability to actually see what all these different comics are doing at any given moment. It wasn't, oh, I heard Bob Hope told this joke. It's now, oh, I saw this person do it. And you can see the body language. You can see the similarities. It's much less respected today to be able to turn a phrase and turn a joke. Now, AJ, as a comic, where are you with the idea of, like, parallel thoughts where two people can have a similar thought, come to round about the same joke? How does that make joke telling difficult from what you've found? See, I'm actually all right with that. I, 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 This might not make me popular with some comics, but I think that to say that you're the only person who had this thought or the only person who thought about this could happen and making it a joke. Like, how are you supposed to joke about current events and stuff like that if you're not allowed to make a joke that anybody else has ever made? Are you telling me two people can't have the same thought? And when we joke around with each other, we might have the same thought on something. It doesn't mean we deliver the thought the same way. So I'm not as hard on people for having similar thoughts and jokes as other people. 
now, it's just all the way it's handled between the comics, right? Exactly. When you now when you make something sound original, if I if I just flat out go and I steal a joke from Jim Jeffries, and like when we were at uh, comics, we heard Jim Jeffries tell a joke where he was talking to a couple um, ladies in the front row. And he literally said to them, thank you, everybody, for buying your tickets. We appreciate you coming out today. We know it's harder money, except for YouTube moo-moos. Let's face it, nobody paid for your tickets. And if I was to steal that and use that as my ending line and try and tell the same joke, which clearly I'm not going to be able to deliver like Jim Jeffries, mm -hmm. that's just flat-out stealing something. Right, which I'm pretty sure he did not use the term moo-moos when he <laughs> pointed them out. I'm paraphrasing. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Hey. I, th I mean, I think we could go out about the background of comedy, but we do need to get to these stand-up lists here. <laughs> yeah. We have like we 30. We'll get to that more at a different time. We, yes. I just thought it was interesting to find the name, and obviously I wanted to get into some of those comics we won't mention as much. Oh, I know. Now, Dave, who do you got for a first list on this? Actually, I'm going to... We got we're, quite a few, right? We're going to pass. Yeah, I'm going to kick it off to AJ, because AJ technically has the most lists. <laughs> So, we're going to go AJ, I'll go, and then Joe, you can go. AJ, hit me with your first list. Well, I'm going to start off with people who don't understand what a top five is. Yes. We're going to go with Seth Ganson. He, he came out with a top five of Richard Pryor and George Carlin. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They're in there. I, I'm going to assume he went to Griswold with being able to count to five like that. <laughs> Ten um, people got that joke two. here. Yeah, we've, yeah. The, the three people that get that joke, it's killing us. I got my wife who came in with Kevin James, Jim Gaffigan, and a gentleman named Anthony Rodillo. I have no idea who Anthony Rodillo is. He's an Italian comic who apparently is all the rage with people who like to watch gifts of people that aren't very funny. Mm. Let's see. I've got the Cheesecake Crew. They came up with combined. It's three people. We're able to finally count to five. We've got Bill Burr. Dave Chappelle, Carlin, Patton Oswalt, and Kevin Hart. And that's that's just to start us off here. <laughs> now we can go into people that can count to five. That sounds good. You know what? I got a similar thing. I got a top five list, and then I got an extension of that top five to start off with. <laughs> Joe's looking at us like, man, people just gave me five. Well, good for you, Joe. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the weirdest <laughs> list. Like, I thought number six on AJ's wife's list is... Is this for the fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, well, the thing is, when you're the producer, like Joe, people actually take you seriously and they give you a solid five. Yeah. We just get one or two for our top fives. Hey, surprisingly, Jake's not exercising the Jake rule. It seems like other people are this time. So I'm, thanks for coming in at five, Jake. I'm, I'm going to start off here. I'm going to give you my five. Or uh, My first top five is from Rob Dolly. And then there's a couple people that added to his list. So this was in a group chat. Hear me out. So Rob gave me the top five. He gave me Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle, Tom Segura, Fred Armisen, and Bill Burr, which his wife added, and Louis Black always made me chuckle. So we want to do that. And then Laura B. Plot, who was also in there, friend of the families, she also added John Mulaney, and Brian Regan are good comics. So <laughs> we're going to get sure those all good folks. I want to make sure their names get mentioned. But the only one who came up with a top five there was Rob Dolly. So. That's not bad. I'm going to give you my first list. It's from friend of the show, Jesse from New Hampshire. Got to get him in early. He's got George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Larry the Cable Guy, John Panette, and Burt Kreischer. Okay, I want to stop right there because we haven't been given a lot of input on people's lists. And Jesse's going to be a good example because me and AJ were having a talk before this. You can tell a lot about people by their lists. However, AJ, this list has got to throw you a bit because he's put two of the all-time greats on there and some other ones. But he threw in a guy you would probably mock in Larry the Cable Guy. So where are you falling on this list? I wouldn't just mock Larry the Cable Guy. I would mock John Panette also. Oh, John um, Panette, he's great. <laughs> how, however, here's how I picture this list going down. Jesse sitting up there in New Hampshire going, Well, boys, I heard Carlin and Pryor are pretty funny. However, uh, this Larry the Cable Guy, he speaks to my heart. To the heart, boys! To the heart! I mean, that's a dead-on New Hampshire accent, I'm pretty sure, but, uh... <laughs> I mean, I'll say Larry the Cable Guy is not for me, necessarily, but I can't argue the success he has, and the fact that the whole thing is a personality or a gimmick, in fact, mm -hmm. that's... I pray to God. That's a whole nother level to it. Now, John The motherfucker's Panette, name is Dan. <laughs> 
found John Panette's stand-up mm-hmm. funny at times. He's got some things, but he's probably most famous for being the fat motherfucker that Seinfeld and laughed at, at the, in that last episode. I, I believe Ralphie, but Ralphie Mays' last words before he died was, how the fuck is Panette still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Panette died before him. Oh, did he? My bad. That's dead? Maybe I'm not oh, no. 100%, but I mean, fat comics don't seem to live long. R.I.P. Jackie Gleason. As you say, if not, he definitely died on stage before. To the moon, Alice. Jackie Gleason, <laughs> baby. I like Jackie. He wasn't afraid to throw hands. All right, Jay. Give me some more on your list. All right, so let's see here. Let's get to the real list. I've got the genius, the man himself. Lanny Poffo? Son yeah, of a I was bitch. About to say. <laughs> My number one fan, Randy Osgo. Uh, he has Robin Williams, Chris Rock, Dane Cook, Jay Leno, Seinfeld, and he has an honorable mention. His honorable mention is a wonderful young comic named AJ Strangebrew. Sounds like I a hack. Find, I, out of his top five, I find that guy to be the best. <laughs> Did you have to offer him a handy for the honorable mention spot? An honorable I, handy. I, I, I think we're past that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've already went way beyond that. Don't worry. All right, I'll move on here with Marissa Miller. She's got Patton Oswalt, Pete Holmes, Jim Gaffigan, Kyle Kinane, and Amy Schumer. A lot of different comedians on that list that we haven't had yet. I heard Amy Schumer's sister is really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) I can actually vouch for Pete Holmes. Very funny comic. He had a show very briefly on HBO. He had the Pete Holmes show on TBS for a little while. I liked Uh, his early work in pornography. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That with his brother John. Well, oh, <laughs> yeah. very, very funny comic if you can find him out there. What you got, Joe? I'm gonna bring you a list next from Steve Douglas. He has Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, Rodney Dangerfield, Red Fox, mm. and number five on his list, Bill Hicks. Appreciate bringing the old school with Bill Hicks and Red Fox. That's good stuff. Red Fox was ahead of his time. A lot of the comedy that you see now from people like Dave Chappelle, from people that have that edgy comedy, is started with Red Fox. He definitely had uh, more of a blue humor. I'll I'll go one further because this is going to be one thing that I actually have a little expertise in because uh, I watched a bunch of these specials where comedies would debate who were the best of all time. And inevitably, most of the comedians would always put Pryor 1, Carlin 2. But Pryor admittedly borrowed from Red Fox. Yeah. So, and got most of his acts from Red Fox. So, fun fact. Now, AJ, would you almost equate Red Fox with being like the Lenny, the black Lenny Bruce, I'll say? Oh, absolutely. He, and he was somebody who got banned in a lot of locations. There were a lot of places where Richard, uh, not Richard, but where Red Fox was not allowed to play. Mm -hmm. And some of it was because of segregation when he first started. And some of it was due to the um, level of blue humor that he did. A hundred percent. And it just, it gave me that parallel thought to how Lenny Bruce started off really kind of opening the genre up with what he talked about, the way he said it, and in fact being banned and chased by the, the FBI. Funny thing is, uh, the funny thing is, a lot of the humor that Lenny Bruce and Red Fox and comics of that nature did now wouldn't even be considered that edgy. Mm. Oh, yeah. 100% not. And, yeah, people listen to Lenny Bruce and not not find it as edgy as it had been, but if you considered he was doing it in the late 50s, early 60s, and we're thinking of it with a today mindset, it's a whole different set of standards he was playing with. There are also some comics that were edgier than we realized that don't get credit now. I mean, Bill Cosby roofing people to get them to laugh. You don't see that kind of humor anymore. That's dedication to your craft, I'll have you know. Now, AJ, I'm going to keep this on track. What's your list, baby? (laughs) All right, so I got coming up next, and I don't know if this is a stage name or his real name, but his name's Tim Hartford. And his, I, I don't I, believe that dude for a minute. Yeah, that, that I think he's just from Connecticut and just using the capital, but whatever. That motherfucker um, owed me five bucks, actually. <laughs> he's got that's how he's hiding. <laughs> I mean, he's got George Carlin. Mm. He's got Tom Segura. He's got Anthony Jeselnik, which is actually a good one that you're not going to see on a lot of lists, but I think he's an underrated. Uh, is that Jeselnik? Yeah, Jeselnik. Sorry, I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, pronounce it in the, the French accent. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. 
but Jim Jeffries, who is a great comic, and then Bill Burr. Bill Burr making his list. In fact, I'm going to go right in here. Actually, actually, Bill Burr did not make this man's list, but Marissa Miller's husband, Randy Miller. We got a second Randy chiming yeah. in this week. This guy's got a... Yeah, well, he ain't, don't worry, he ain't giving us no AJ Strange honorable mention. This guy's got a little more class. <laughs> he's got... Oh, yeah, AJ's three on his list. He's got Richard Pryor. <laughs> he made the list proper. He's got Randy. Richard... He's got Richard Pryor, Lenny Bruce, Rodney Dangerfield, Steve AJ. Martin, and Eddie Murphy. Steve Martin has not made enough lists, and he's going to continue to not make enough lists because he's not appreciated the way that he should be. If you get a chance to go back and look at some of his early stuff... Very smart comedy, very, makes you think, and very unique. I mean, he went on to have a bigger film career, though. Bigger yeah. film and TV career, if you consider what he did with SNL. Sure. I consider him similar to an Andy Kaufman. More obscure, more thinking, to a point where not enough people got it to make him as big as he could have been but, in stand-up. You know, we're going to find interesting, though, some of these guys, like even Murphy, like who people were talking about, you know, like the next prior and all that stuff. Murphy went on to have a bigger film career. He stopped doing and, stand-up. And if you notice, Eddie Murphy hasn't really made lists. Oh, he's made some lists here. He's not a few lists here. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't made any of the ones. He hasn't made, yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Yeah, he hasn't is... made a preponderance of the list. And yeah. is it almost because there's a safer income in the movies you can make versus being a comic? Because being a comic, you're out there. Nowadays, you run into it more, but you always have the thing of being too edgy or turning off an audience with your material. Well, Murphy's stand-up, if you go back and look at it, like that shit ain't going to go over well right now. <laughs> Once you've done Daddy Daycare and Dr. Doolittle, it's hard to go back to, fuck you, Andy! <laughs> That's a good movie. That's a good movie. We won't talk about the, what he said about the people of San Francisco. All right, <laughs> Joe, what's your list, baby? <laughs> the next list I got for you is from a member of the Buzz Podcasting Network with us, Mr. Chuck Winchester, host of such shows as Paranormal Activities. He does marital nonsense with his wife, Dina. Mm. He's also host of Regularly Scheduled Hostilities. You can find them on the Buzz Podcast Network. His top five list is Bill Burr, Brian Regan, John Mulaney, Nate Bargatze, and Josh Porter. He actually also really loves George Burns. He comes to him through a medium. All right, cool. All right, <laughs> AJ. I'd say that Joe Kidd about a medium. Yeah, yes. that was kind. JJ, <laughs> your brilliant stand-up career on display here. Uh, I can't wait till we get the soundboard back so we can add either laughs or crickets at the appropriate point. AJ, what do you got coming up, baby? Give me something. I, I killed the room. <laughs> I've got Ben Moskowitz. Mm. Now, I assume that by his list of comics that he's also from New Hampshire with Jesse. He's <laughs> he got, sounds like it. He's got Jeff Foxworthy, Robin Williams, Bill Engvall, Ron White, and Jeff Dunham. I love it. Who the, where the if, fuck did we get this list? If this isn't from <laughs> that was New from Hampshire. <laughs> now, I, I came out hard against the blue-collar comics there. Once again... Wait, Not hold on. Necessarily Back my up. Flavor. Did this guy have Ron White? Yeah, yeah, Ron, Ron White. White okay, Bill at least that was that was the only one I thought was worth the damn. So okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's actually the only one that's funny on there. I'm surprised he didn't replace Ron White with Larry the Cable. I was waiting. Ron White's good. I'm gonna be honest. When I was younger, I was thoroughly entertained by Jeff Foxworthy. Mm. I think his "You Might Be a Redneck" if jokes. They are similar, AJ, if you'd admit, almost to like a vaudeville comedian where it's funny if it's like you can tell you're from Jewish City if and yeah. then you hear it. But to have it out on record and to have it be your running bit, I think that's what hurts him in the long run. But he is clever. I'll give him that. He, Yeah, he is clever. He's made a career out of basically a line that's worth about as much as that's what she said. <laughs> So to be able to make millions upon millions of dollars off of that, the man's obviously clever, but it's horrible. Speaking of Um, clever, I got a list here. I got my man Andy Walsh coming at me. Number one on his list, fuck AJ Strange Brew. Just kidding. (laughs) He's got Louis C.K., Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, Jim Jeffries, 
and John Mulaney. 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 I'm That's just, it. Yeah. I'm just glad to see Andy Walsh coming at you from in front for once instead of from behind. <laughs> Don't you worry about it, yeah. He's he's a man's man. <laughs> Patrice O'Neill, he is a comic that a lot of comics will talk about. Love him. And I, he didn't make many lists, but I think he deserves to make more because he is just that funny. He is one of what? few comics to actually work for the WWE for, at one yes, point. Yes, he was a writer. He's also the number one comic of the Diabetes Association. It's definitely not. Okay. 100%. <laughs> right. that's not, Killing that's it. What, that's, well, that's what killed him. So that's, okay. uh, Joe, please continue and put us out of our misery. <laughs> All right, we're going to get next up author, friend of the show, Jake St. John. Check out his new book coming out in 2021. We will definitely promote it. He's got Robin Goddamn Williams, Woo, <laughs> Mitch fucking Hedberg, George Carlin, Nick Swardson, mm. and Dave Chappelle. Nice. That's a solid list right there. So I'm seeing Chappelle and Burr making a lot of lists right now. Chappelle, Burr, that Carlin, Mitch Hedberg. That Carlin is... kids made a few lists. <laughs> definitely. He has, but not as much as the other ones. Now, we've got a comics that are only popping up on a few lists, but are interesting. Nick Swartzen, mm-hmm. he's done some comedy, but I think he's almost mo- known more now for his association in the Adam Sandler yep. movies. Very funny comic actor. Nate Bargatze, Josh Porter, they've only made one list so far. Both guys are very... Josh Porter is a more hard-hitting comic. Nate Bargatze... Not as dirty a comic, but he's not necessarily clean, but he's not known for that in-your-face comedy. Very funny, very clever. He does comedy very smart. He's one of those people who realizes that you can use some blue language, but if you use less of it, when you do use it, it means a lot more. 100%. If If you come out and everything is F this, F that, don't get me wrong, there is room for that in comedy also, but it doesn't have as much effect as when you use it sparingly. So up next, I've got John Taylor. He's got Mitch Hedberg. He's got George Carlin. He's got John Mulaney. Bo, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Yeah. And Hannibal Burris. Hannibal. Nice. I've seen Hannibal live a few times, and he is masterful. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Very underrated, and I, I very much hope to see him come back in 2021, too. He, he's got two people on his list that are underrated, because Bo Burnham's actually underrated also. He puts on a show. All right, I got Mikey and Fred from the Facebook page. He's been contributing, oh, yeah, that guy. He's been contributing a lot of wrestling lists. And he's got one here for comedians, too. He's got Robin Williams, George Carlin, Chris Rock, Ralphie May, and Ron White. So, very interesting list there. He's wow, that's a mixture. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see we're getting some names that are coming in steadily. I'd say we're already getting almost a steady top three. And then we're getting a nice honorable mention of sorts of other comics. So even if you don't like the top three that that we end up coming up with, listen to the comics that fall on the outside of that and definitely check them out as well. What you got, Absolutely. baby? All right, next up, I'm going to bring you the real ZSJ. Zach St. John. He's got Dane Cook, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Mitch Hedberg, and George Carlin. And he's got a little list with, or a little note on his that says, Dane Cook, just because I saw him twice and I thought it was hilarious. And he said he never saw much prior Murphy or Williams much. And with those guys, you almost don't need to see their comedy as much necessarily to know them as funny men, like around our age. They've put out enough movies where you know them in that... They're legends. Air, yeah. They're legends, yeah. It's the equivalent of in wrestling, for any wrestling fan, the Fez race. If you weren't a part of that era, you still know of them. Guys, I just got a message from Zach. He would actually, in the future, like to be known as Mrs. St. John's favorite son. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) Why don't we go out with the next list? I'm waiting for one of them on yours. (laughs) All right, so I've got Jaden Quick, which I also assume is a stage name. (laughs) Bo Burnham. Kevin Hart, Gabriel Iglesias, Dave Chappelle, and Jeff Dunham. Now, let's talk about something we haven't talked about yet. Jeff Dunham. Yeah. How do you guys stand on puppetry and comedy? Oh, all for it, man. First off, it's a more complex form of comedy. I mean, to be able to pull that off, it's not low-hanging flute. It's the way to do it. 
I know that's what you were going to say. In fact, I'm not even going to like continue this any further. I think it's all, I can read it on your face. So we're all in agreement. It's a more sophisticated art form of comedy. And for that, he should be applauded. So I believe my list is next. I'll continue. I mean, as far as the form of entertainment, I think it it's a form of comedy, but it's much in the same way as that Carrot Top, Gallagher, mm. prop yes. comedy thing. It's half of your act is the jokes, and then the other half is mm. the gag with the puppet or with the prop. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, not in comedy, so I can't say whether it is or not, but I find puppetry comedy to be a step down, maybe a step above prop comedy, depending on how you do it. Well, unfortunately, I don't want to cut you off. Unfortunately, none of us here have ever been in comedy. So <laughs> I just want to say... <laughs> So since none of us about it, I mean, we're all entitled to our opinions. Okay, reality, I don't like any of those guys you just mentioned. I'm not going to, like, break it down. They got a market, cool, but I'm not a Gallagher fan. I'm not a, the puppet master, Jim, whatever, fuck Jeff fan. Dunham. Yeah, fuck them. I'm just not a fan of that song. I'm not a fan of Carrot Top. You're right. I don't like that prop humor. I just find it kind of hokey. I guess. Oh. I'm not going to say I'm not a fan, but I would just assume turn around to this window behind me, take my dick out, and slam the window on my cock. I'm not going to go that far. I like my dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, wait, whose turn is it here? Oh, AJ just read that. All right. I mean, oh. Jeff Dunham does have an audience, and he has gotten big. Huge so audience. That has got to say something to... There's an audience out there for it, but I just don't think we are that audience necessarily. I just want to know at what point in your life... Were you sitting there and you were like, you know what would be really funny? If I just stop to start talking to all these socks around me. And you put it on, in that first moment, you place it on your hand and you're like, hey, Billy, what are you doing? Wrong sock. <laughs> yeah. All right, on that note, I'm going to move on with Dave Koji, the guy who's, we've had his podcast on this show before. He's got Mitch Hedberg, Hannibal Burris, Bill Burr, Jim Gaffigan, and a guy I know AJ's not a big fan of, but Don Rickles. <laughs> Dave, Dave says that because I might be Don Rickles' largest fan. That's, uh, and that's just the size. There's got to be guys fatter than you that are into them. That's probably true. That's, uh, and, and when we get to my list, I will delve into Don Rickles more. Mm. Uh-uh. Even though he's not on your list? That's weird. Okay, though. <laughs> Joe, what do you got? Next up, I'm going to bring you Stephen Michaels' list. He's got Kyle Kinane, Tommy Jonigan, Christopher Titus. Bo Burnham, and Bill Burr. More Bill Burr. Love to see it. <laughs> All right, so for my next list, I've got Scarlett jo- Oh, no, Scott Johansson. <laughs> Johnson. Scott Johnson. Sorry, my bad. Just dreaming here. <laughs> We've got Bill Hicks, George Carlin, Bill Burr, Jim Jeffries, and Dave Chappelle. All right. Okay. So we're getting a lot of Burr and Chappelle here still. Hicks is making a few lists too, though. Oh, absolutely. That Carlin kid made another one, too. Yeah, Carlin's definitely up there. Yeah. yeah. I got young Connor Elsie. He's got me a list right here. He's got Dave Chappelle. A guy I'm surprised didn't make more lists. Joey Diaz, George Carlin, Tom Segura, and Jack Knight. Oh, yeah. I'm not familiar with that last guy. I'm going to have to look into him. Yeah. i have to double check that here. Uh, I don't know. Jack Knight. Yeah, that's what we're going with. <laughs> that's what I wrote down, so fuck it. <laughs> Connor, take it up with me afterwards. Might throw some hands with me afterwards. Next up, I'm actually going to bring you two lists because Charles Sanders brings us a list. And he's got John Mulaney, Norm MacDonald, Dave Chappelle, Bo Burnham, and Gene Jackson. Oh, Gene Jackson. Now, the next list is from the very same Gene Jackson. (laughs) Celebrity. And he's got Anthony Jeselnik, Nate Bargatze, Tom Segura, Dave Attell, and Jim Jeffries. You know, I actually looked up Gene Jackson because I saw that and I was curious about him. So get oh, this, so Joe. What Gene up to? Get this. He's actually, we should get him on the show. Talk about this guy. He's a podcaster, but he's also a former pro wrestler and comedian. What a combination. I would love to have somebody like that on our show. I mean, <laughs> We've been dying to get a good Oh, my God. If somebody had experience doing comedy and pro wrestling. They don't exist. This guy is like a unicorn. <laughs> like a unicorn. What the fuck? If only Beautiful. we could find one. Holy. Uh, I both of you. Hey, Jim. <laughs> what do you got next, baby? Actually, speaking of celebrity lists, I happen to know Dave 
has got a list from one of the top comics in all of New England. The guy's won awards at Foxwoods for top comics. He's actually got like six podcasts that Mm. he does and is a huge wrestling fan. Dave, do you have a list from a comic that we can... Yeah, I got Scott's list right here. Colleges all across New England. You're talking about Scott from Voluntown, right? I got him right here. (laughs) Or I'm assuming you're setting me up for uh, Pat Oates, former guest of the show. He's got Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle, Mitch Hedberg. Uh, AJ, help me out with this guy. You had mentioned him. Jess what? It's Jessica. It's a female. It's the only female to make the list today. Jessica Kershon. Is that the only female? Amy Schumer also made a list, I know for a fact. It's the only female comedian to make the list. All right. Oh, that's right. Dave doesn't think women are funny. Uh, that is true, Dave. I forgot about that. not think women are funny. They're in my top 10, 15, 20. Uh, Pat Oates actually... Uh, also put himself on at number five, so God bless him. <laughs> All right. So wait, now AJ, you skipped your turn, then. Who is who do you have? Oh, yeah. Well, well the only one that I have left is myself. Okay. Which is amazing because I had like eleven lists. Joe, who do you got left? I don't know. Well, I've got Mike Flynn and myself. All right, why don't you read uh Mike Flynn, I'll read Scott, and then we'll give our final three. All right, Mike Flynn, fan of the show, has Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Jerry Seinfeld, Mitch Hedberg, and Bo Burnham. Nice to see Chris Rock making some lists out there. Big fan of Chris. I'm going to read Scott here. Scott from Voluntown, our boy. He's got George Carlin, Bill Burr, Darnell Rollins. I feel he should have made more lists. Wow. Jim Gaffigan, and of course, he doesn't afraid to put him on, the legendary Richard Pryor. Hot pockets. <laughs> I've seen Darnell Rollins a few times Same. live, and he is... Fire every time I see him. Hilarious. I It's one of the few tickets I'd recommend. If you ever see him come to your town, find a night to go see him. He will no doubt win you over. I love Henry Rollins. <laughs> AJ, why don't you give us your list, buddy? <laughs> Brutal. So, on my list, I've got George Carlin. I've got Jessica Kershaw also. Mm. I've got Pat Oates. Suck I've up. got <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. I think Mitch Hedberg, to be honest with you, of the list that we've heard, because he passed away as young as he did, is one of the underrated comics. If you get a chance to go back and check out his material, He's good. please check out Very Mitch good. Hedberg. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And I've got the man, the legend, Don Rickles. And mm. I'm going to tell you why, because nobody else is going to tell you this. This man would go up there with about 10% material ready for the night. Would do an hour of freaking improv, talking to the crowd, doing nothing but insulting everybody in the crowd, and you would leave home. That's mm. He was one of the front runners of crowd work comedy. Would you say right? Oh, absolutely. That's uh, to be able to go out there, and if you watch his old stuff, he, he he's almost like Jonathan Winters. I know Jonathan Winters hasn't made people's lists either, but Jonathan Winters could go out there and you could give him a pencil. And he could do an hour's worth of comedy that would make you laugh out your ass. He, Robin Williams' favorite comic of all time was Jonathan Winters. Wasn't it that Don fat Rickles, baby from Mork and Mindy? Yes, he was. Okay. But Don Rickles was in the same vein. He could talk about one subject and roll right into another just by doing crowd work for an hour. And next thing you know, the show's over and you've been laughing for an hour. Well, that's cool. My grandma's dead, so I can't ask her about Jonathan Winters. Yeah, so is my dad. But we're glad you're keeping his name alive, AJ. We'll after this. And we'll Maybe there's some black and white footage of him that'll make yeah. me chuckle. He's also Vern Gagne's favorite comedian out there for you wrestling fans. Joe, that's not even a lie. That's a shoot. Yeah, that's a shoot. Look him up on the Johnny Carson show. Oh, very, yeah. very funny stuff with him and Robin Williams. Nice. All right. Well, I'm going to go next then. I'll let you main event, Joe. I got Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., Eddie Murphy, and Chris Rock. Now, of these guys I'm going to profile, I'm just going to talk about Murphy here. When I saw Murphy as a kid, honestly, I didn't probably know most of what he was saying. You know, I didn't get a lot of the adult-oriented humor when I watched it. However, Murphy's timing, his impressions, his expressions, his facials are so good that I still find him funny to this day, and knowing more about him, I'm sure he doesn't find it unfortunate that he made such success in movies. <laughs> but I certainly would have liked to see what he would have been able to do continuously in stand-up. So, coming to America, still one of the funniest movies of all uh, time. I can't wait for Coming to America, too. I love anything that man does. Total mark for him. I, 
I thought Dave was going to talk about Louis C.K. He's like, I don't care what he did to those women. He's funny. <laughs> you know, Bill Cosby was one of my favorites at one point, too, but I, he didn't make my list. <laughs> I was say, speaking of what he did to those women, I'll get to my list. Hell yeah. I've got Dave Chappelle. Yes. Bill Cosby. Mm. Wow. George Carlin. Tom Segura. And Bill Hicks. Is that the first list Bill Cosby made? I believe so. Uh, now, if I had told you 20 years ago Bill Cosby would not make anybody but one person's list, would you have believed me? I think there would have been a point where we would have looked at a top four. It would have been like Murphy, Pryor, Carlin, and probably Cosby would have been right there. Yeah, I mean, he literally, you talk about a fall from grace. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's taken a bigger fall than um, Bill Cosby. I think his stand-up doesn't hold up. It's still good, but I don't think it holds up as much as... Some other ones still do too, though. It made my favorite comics list because when I was younger, my mom would play the best of his comedy on oh, tape, and I heard it so much that it just became ingrained. And since Cosby's comedy heyday, he's kind of done himself damage twofold. On there was a while where he was just negative against today's youth, yeah, and he was very just. Very against what the younger people were doing coming up. He didn't find it very respectful. And then we found out he was raping girls left and right. So no. yeah, he, he really kind of put his foot in his mouth with that one. Yeah, you can't come out and be against everything and be like, look at me, I'm the cleanest comic of all time. And then find out that you're the one roofing the girls and taking uh, advantage of I, had, I kept some numbers on some of these people for like who was getting most votes. Joe, who did your, what, what names did you hear the most? I want to ask you before I tell you, because I'm curious. I heard a lot of Bill Burr. Yeah. I heard a lot of Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Hedberg, Carlin were in that next mix. Okay. I didn't hear as many Bill Hicks as I would have cared to. Uh, it was good to hear Lenny Bruce pop up on one list. I was going to put him on my list, but I didn't want to be that guy that was going so far back or putting this comic that not everybody mm. may know. AJ, what did you hear? I heard similar to you guys. I did hear Carlin a lot more. I think he blended in. Yeah, I think um, so. Because because I think that he was on so many of the lists that it was just like an instantaneous thing. But to me, Bill Burr was the big name Bill, um, that kept popping up. I thought Bill and Burr, Bill Burr and Chappelle. I thought Chappelle popped up on a ton of lists here that I'm looking at. To Carlin was right there with Chappelle, though. I think Carlin and Chappelle might have been on equal many lists. I had Chappelle one more ahead of him. But I could have missed a few votes, so it's it's right there. Yeah, to see an actor from The Mandalorian do that well, uh, it's incredible what Bill Burr's done. <laughs> so I, I think this is going to be our final three, then, that we're going to work with here. Is that fair? Yeah. Who's that? Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, and George Carlin. Fair enough. Sounds like a good list. I think if you told that to Bill Burr, he would probably He'd... be amazed that we're elevating him to the well, status of the other one. Uh, again, this is not... This is not a list of who's the greatest. This is a list of the favorites amongst our particular group. We're lucky we got this three. For all I know, <laughs> could have been a lot of people voting for the puppet dude. I'm glad we didn't go that way. To be honest with you, comedy is such a eclectic thing yeah. that you can't really do a greatest because yeah. it's so subject to how it makes you feel. Actually, if Dunham had got in, even though I made that joke earlier, I would have totally overruled that and booted that. <laughs> it would not have happened. I think if you got a lot more lists... And you got it from maybe less of a crowd that our page would attract. You would end up maybe with a little more of the Jeff Dunhams. I, I branched out to a few different people. I know AJ did as well. I think this is a solid list at the end of the day. We had just about 30 lists. This is the most lists we've had for any 5-3 ever. we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, to give you an idea, I told my wife this would take about a half an hour, and we're at about two hours now. So. We're at 45 minutes almost. <laughs> Although we had a late start. <laughs> now, okay, out of these three, here's the funny thing. Carlin's bringing up the rear, but he's really the greatest comedy of all no, time. No, he's not. Well, he is in the votes, I believe. <laughs> he might be, but he's not bringing up the rear on our final. <laughs> so... AJ, I can clearly see you be in favor of the old school. Carlin will make your automatic number one. I'm not going to argue this. I'm going to stand back here because I'm kind of really torn on these three. Joe, who do you want to boot out of these three? Bill Burr. I'm going to agree with you. I love Bill. He, I think he's probably the favorite on almost everybody's list here. But when we get down to like who's the best, and we're kind of arguing that now, even though it's the favorite, the final three is going to be the best out of this group. I mean, goddamn, I love you, Bill, but... 
Carlin and Chappelle. You're not going to expect this, but I actually agree with you guys. I think Chappelle is one of the smartest comics of his generation. He's not always my favorite, but I think that the thought and the work that he puts into his comedy is top-notch, and I would put him over Bill Burr. Yeah, and I'm going to let you know, like, the reason I booted Bill first was because when I look at these three comedians, when you come to a comedian, words are important. Mm -hmm. And not only did George Carlin become famous for the seven words you can't say on TV, I think his use of words and the importance of them were what made his comedy stand out, and it was his word play. Well, to back up what you're saying, what was it that Andy said to you, Dave? Okay, so that was off the record. I'm going to bring that on the record, though. I'm I'm, I'm not afraid to put things No, no, it's fine, but I want to give the full... (laughs) Unlike you, I also like to give the full facts of the situation. So I had told AJ that that there was a guy, I I didn't think I got out Andy yet at that time, I said... That George, he found George Carlin to be insightful and smart, I think was what he used. But not necessarily funny. AJ responded, well, that shows you about our generation. I had to inform him today that Andy was a 39-year-old man. <laughs> and announces his simple uh, opinion. I'm not totally disagreeing with Andy, by the way. It is very insightful and smart. And maybe he just doesn't see that as a particular humor. AJ likes that type of humor. I'm not saying he's wrong. I, I like I it too. It didn't make my top be, five, but I like I it. I want to be clear. I'm not insulting Andy's point of view on that. Yeah, my right. point behind that is is that by him saying that about the insightfulness and how smart the humor is, it's the words that Carlin chose to use. Mm-hmm. It's how he handled things for four generations. He actually was there doing comedy for four decades successfully. And the reason why was because he was able to use words and talk to the gen- talk to each one of those decades separately and evolve his comedy along the way. Hey, I want to... I want to just take a break here for a second. I want to also, by the way, guys, we're at a we're at about a twelve minute warning. <laughs> we're gonna have. To... <laughs> oh, that's right. We got a sixty minute wrap up on Anchor, and we're about to go abroad. Broadway. We could, we could. So I'm just keeping you posted to that. All right. So I want to say this, and then I want to give you the floor a little bit here, Joe, because I don't want us to influence you a little bit. I do want to, because we're just talking straight up, Carlin. So I want to play a little devil's advocate here. Could Chappelle be the modern Carlin, the modern Pryor? Is he that good? You know, you Joe, I sent you a link to some stuff he did where he put Comedy Central on blast. Was that more than just funny? Was it insightful? Was it intelligent? Was it bringing light to something? Hold on. I would say he is definitely the modern-day Carlin. Go ahead. Because Carlin was good with words, mm-hmm. but it's almost like what Carlin did with words and language, Chappelle has built upon with ideas and feelings. Yeah. And he's the type of comedian that He's going to tell a joke like he ended one of his newest specials talking about the Iceberg Slim book. Pimp. Yeah. And he was going through it and he was relating it to his Comedy Central show. And once the special was done, I sat there for about 10 minutes with my mind blown thinking about it. And I was like, holy shit, that was powerful. And not like I'm my view of comedy is a good comedian may not always be funny he will have jokes but the real comedians are the ones that speak truth to power and almost change the way you think like it's one of those things you'd go oh that's funny but you wouldn't necessarily laugh that's just where I okay so before me and I'm, me and AJ I'm gonna finish this up with you I don't want Joe to be biased I don't want I don't want to persuade him me or you Joe, I'm going to give you first vote. Who are you putting down as your final one? Who's getting the boot? It's no easy task Mm-mm. because to me, you're talking 1A and 1B. Yep. Who do you like? I like Chappelle, but it's very hard to boot Carlin. Like, I can't pick, I can't pick Chappelle without saying that Carlin would most definitely be that 1B. Mm-hmm. I'm only picking Chappelle because I'm forced to. I would tie it. Okay. AJ does not believe in ties. <laughs> so, AJ, I'm actually not completely sold here. Tell me the Carlin argument because I know that's where you're leading. And by the way, though, you're going to have about five or six minutes to convince me. So hit it. <laughs> All right. By the way, I do love Dave Chappelle like we talked about before. I think he's very insightful. This is where I, I would 
go Carlin instead. Like we talked about before, Carlin killed it for four decades. Dave Chappelle took the break off there, had the mental breakdown, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it there, where he disappeared for a little while. So the amount of years that Dave Chappelle has been funny compared to the amount of years that Carlin did it and was insightful and... They're both insightful, yeah. but to me, Carlin did it on a much larger scale for a much larger time than Dave Chappelle has managed to pull it off. To me, Chappelle, if you take and cut out time, he's got maybe eight to ten years of funny, whereas you have four decades of funny for George Carlin. I, I would maybe want to double-check some of those numbers. I, don't know I, could, be, I, I could be I, off on it. I'm not saying you are, but it's, I feel... All right, here's where I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to give you the final vote here, and here's how I'm deciding this, all right? George Carlin, when I look at everything, and I look at, like, the list, and I try to intelligently decipher who the greatest of all time would probably get my vote. However, since this is my favorite list, my personal favorite in this era of life, the guy who resonates with me more on a personal level is Dave Chappelle. And that's not a knock on Carlin. Maybe I go back. If we talk about greatest wrestlers... You know, some days I'm feeling dusty, some days I'm feeling flair. On this given day, our first episode, I'm feeling Dave Chappelle pass the torch to him, and that's where I'm going. And I think the matter of fact is, and this is where we can all agree, is that in this question, there's no right or wrong. No. It's who actually resonates with you, which is why I, I wouldn't debate this with you. To me, you guys have every right to Chappelle being your 1A or however you want to put it. Carlin just hits home to me because I watched him for so long and that's the only thing that really resonates with me. I mean, hell, my 1A would probably be Rickles. So I can't even... <laughs> Different, yeah. He's also ingrained in pop culture if you think about the movies he did in addition to his stand-up. That's something to be said. But, but either way, if I have to watch an hour of either one of them, it's a win-win. Guys, this is the first edition of the Working Fans Comedy Cast. It's gonna be a, this was a long one. Guys, they might be a little shorter in the future. They might be long. They're not going to be... We're not putting any kind of limits on this, all right? I'm, we're going to put out an episode every week for you, though. We're going to have interviews. And some weeks, we're going to have segments like this. We hope you enjoy it. This is the start of something new for us. And I'm really proud and very excited, dude. We're going to branch off in this. Yeah, let's kick off 2021 right and do it well. I think we can also agree if there's anything we need for 2021, it's going to be um, a little bit of humor and a little bit of comedy. That's right. We're coming at you from the all-everything buzz. (laughs) Just kidding, Joe. (laughs) Uh, Don't get worried about me. Archie's going to come for your ass. (laughs) I don't think he listens to the podcast. (laughs) We'll find out. According to Tim, he doesn't. If you do hear this, Archie, let us know. Let us know, yeah. We'll feedback. We're part of the buzz, baby. All right, baby. That's it for the first edition of the Working Fans Comedy Cast. We're out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at FansWorking. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 